One of the things that we've learned in uh, the spiritual friend component of, this, of the Loving Your Neighbor program is that both the neighbor and the, and the spiritual friend, the volunteer, need to understand when the relationship is initiated that there is a, we, we offer, we ask them to commit six weeks to this relationship. And then after that six, six week time period, how's it going with so-and-so? And with the other person. And I'm going to get either a thumbs up, sideways, eh, it's okay, or mm, no, not a good fit. And I and I say this to them together, so that it's like, oh, it takes the pressure off, Alan. Yes, sir. And then they can just relax and then let the organicness take over. Welcome to Loving's Community Connections, where we talk about a better way to address need in the local community from a Christian perspective. Today, Bill Roberts, Alan Jervy, and myself sat down to discuss our core value number two. In this conversation, we discussed what it truly means to invest in someone's life in a relational way. Often, we as Christians can get lost in sort of the task-oriented thinking that plagues our culture, that we miss that relationship that can develop and build over time. So here's the conversation between Bill Alan and myself. All right, everybody, we're back again with another episode of Community Connections. Today, we're going to be talking about redemptive compassion, uh, core value number two. We invest relationally in others. I've got Bill and Alan here again to talk about it, both teachers extraordinaire of the redemptive compassion classes. Um, Alan is the current teacher because Bill has been uh, uh, promoted, demoted out of the classes for whatever reason. I'm not going to throw him under the bus, but that's, I think uh, you just did. I, uh, I did. No, no. <laughs> I still teach. Yes, he does. When available. He does. But Alan is primarily the teacher who's, whose main job is, is doing that. And I realized last episode that I didn't even introduce you guys or share what you did with the ministry. Uh, but today we're going to talk about redemptive, com- core, redemptive compassion, core value to and Alan, if you want to kick us off uh, what it Absolutely. is. And- so last time we talked about core value one saying, seeing everyone's value and believing that everyone has a most value. So core value two is the next step, right? Since we believe someone has value, we're going to invest in them relationally. Right? So uh, what that means, we can't, we can't possibly have a relationship with everybody. And not everybody in the world, certainly, but not even everyone in our in our in our lives in our our realms we can't have relationships with with everybody. Uh, in fact, I I was remembering back uh, at the time that I moved as a child. I moved from Rhode Island to Maine. Child, my best friend in Rhode Island. I don't even remember his name now. Right. I mean, I I had a relationship with him. But now I don't even remember his name. So this this core value is is um, investing relationally in a person does not mean we're investing relationally in every person. Can't do that. But investing relationally in the people that we can invest in relationally, and that has to go both ways. Like um, people need to uh, be open to that investment. They need to be open to that relationship. And when that happens, when that occurs, wonderful things happen. Um, but in order for that relationship to be more than one-sided, that, that belief in the value of the person has to be there. 
go back to core value one. Um, that that belief in that value, that seeing that value, that seeing the other person as valuable, uh, means that now, how do I respond to that by wanting to invest in, in them relationally? Uh, I'll I will let other people speak, but the the uh, the picture that I like to to draw is seeing someone as a child of God, that's the child of the king. They're a, they're a prince or a princess, right? Investing in them relationally means that I want a relationship with this person that has utmost value, right? This is not about me now. This is about how can I serve that person because they have, they have the utmost value. Well, the first thing I would add is that uh, I, I have a strong sense that Alan's good friend is going to hear this podcast in one day. Oh, absolutely. And he'll yeah. know that you don't know his name, Alan. Yeah, out of, out of the millions of listeners that we have. <laughs> the odds are pretty good. We do have a big audience we for do. Alan, too. But you never know. Uh, on, a, on a more serious note, I mean, I do completely agree with what Alan is saying in, in that the two of these core values are linked. In fact, I would add that as an individual invest relationally into a, another person, I'm going to use Danielle again. And so as I invested relationally into Danielle and her life, the value that she had was again being revealed. Can you speak to like investment? What is the investment? That's a great question. Um, making time to just contact her and see how she's doing on her homework in class. So, so speak That's to an this investment. Sure. So speak to that. So you kind of brought love ink into it. Speak to it in our, Oh, absolutely. What we do what, what does that relate investing relationally look like in Thank our context? You know. uh, part of the, the love ink, um, programming is that we we offer the the loving your neighbor program so danielle was a student and she was taking classes and she had homework and i was one of the teachers of her class and um and so i would just contact her and, and just see how she was doing nothing more and if she had questions i'd try to answer those questions um through getting to know danielle i also got to know her husband uh, and he and i uh, became friends and so then, you know, I'd be hanging out at their house. We'd be working on a project in the backyard or whatever. And then I got to know uh, her kids and particularly the twins. And, and so it just, we just became, you know, friends. And that, that was, but it all started, the investment started with uh, just through the classes right so there was almost a, there was a structural piece to it at, in the very beginning she went to the class you were part of the class but then it kind of grew into a more organic kind of situation just like you would with any kind of friendship right you have something mutual that you're doing together or that is correct partnership with and then things just kind of grow from there right and Alan made a, an excellent point in that it, it it definitely goes both ways and so you know because if, if my uh, desire to invest in Danielle had been received with, you know, a barrier, 
and we all we can you sense it then that's that's a her way of saying i'm not comfortable with this this is not good for me or no i'm not ready for this whatever the case may be and i have to be okay with that because it's the neighbor who is in control of that just like with any friendship we you know, have a relationship with everybody because not everybody desires a relationship. Right, and each person have have different boundary levels that they are trying to maintain for whatever reason. And because it's not about us, and it's about the neighbors whom we're serving, we have to be okay with that because our feelings can get hurt in that. But you have to be okay with that. So the the key word that I heard was time. Investing relation others requires time. Now that is not necessarily every day, all day. Sometimes it's a, it's a, it's a small amount of time, but it does require time. Um, it's, it's more than, than just that brief interaction saying, hello, how are you? As, as you pass somebody, it's more than that. It's, it's being involved somehow in a life, Get, getting to know the rest of Danielle's family is a great example. That just kind of happened. Um, but if, if Danielle was just, uh, you know, one of our normal interactions going through the line at a grocery store, right? We don't have a relationship necessarily with the people we see. We might be friendly. We might say hi. We might smile at them. That's not investing relationally. Uh, and that example of uh, investing relationally in Danielle and, and her family as a, as a product of that all surrounds it also all begins with the willingness to sacrifice what is very valuable to us time it is so if we try to invest relationally in a million people we're not going to have enough time to be able to do all that and what's going to happen as a result is we're going to lose relationships because we're trying too hard. We're going to burn out because we're trying too hard. So it's not going to be successful at all. It's not going to be an effective relationship. Um, so in that sense, there has to, we have to know what our boundaries are. We, we can't invest relationally in too many people. Otherwise, it won't be effective for them or for us. And I would add to that, Alan, that um, if you think of investment as a monetary investment, uh, so if we started with you know, $0 up to $100, okay, an investment could be any amount of money on that scale. Okay, and now change that money into time. And so it could be, your investment could be no time up to you know, 24 hours a day. You know what I'm saying? And so your level of investment could be anything. And what the healthy relationships have our boundaries. And those boundaries, if you think about relationships that you have in your own personal life, they start out small. And so that's the same principles here. When you when you hear when our listeners hear when our students hear that you that we have we value people so therefore we invest relationally we're not investing twenty four seven into an individual. Do you feel like a lot of people 
kind of think that going into it, I've got to give every little part of my being. And that's you hit the nail on the head. That's exactly why I brought it up because we have to give ourselves grace in developing and building the investments that we're willing and able to invest in individuals. And what I've noticed in my own life is that when I start anything, if I throw everything I've got at it at the very beginning, I mean, there's the off chance it'll work, but usually I get burned out really quick, like Alan was saying. But when I start with a tiny, tiny, tiny fraction of something, okay, next week I'm going to build a little bit on that, a little bit on that, a little bit on that. That's when I see actual investment happening. You made a comment just a little bit ago about the relationship was built around a structured program. So the relationship is built around a structured process. Once a week, give them a call. You can take it. You can take it from have a five minute conversation, you can have an hour conversation. Obviously, there's a give and take, like you just mentioned. Both have to be contributing. Um, but it's not an expectation to just be like, all right, you have to have a, uh, you know, four hour uh, meeting with them and then two lunches and then all this kind of thing. It's like, no, like make it organic. And it, uh, even saying make it organic probably is saying it wrong, but, but keep it organic. <laughs> it, it, you know, I, I think keeping it organic is very good statement because that means that you're being, um, just being yourself, but within being yourself, there's that, realization that there are parameters because this is, a, this is a new relationship you know i'm investing in you you're investing in me we're we're testing out the waters uh do i like you do you like me right there's that that aspect too exactly right sometimes and it you just might have not to be respectful and because we value one another I'm going to be able to be real because mm-hmm. we're both individuals. Just... That is correct. And that, and I think that so for our students in class conveying this message to them relieves some pressure because yeah, I, it, most people want to be out here at 24 seven. Part of them's like, that's what I want to do. Feel like I, that's what I need to do. Do you think there's any guilt associated with yes, that? Yes, there is. It, it's a it's a, a sense of obligation. It's like okay, cut yourself some slack. Let's move that scale down. Start small, and now because you've got to build your confidence, you got to build. It, it's got to grow in time. It will grow in time. And is, bef- is this primarily? So in the loving context and in your calls with Danielle, was that in the context of, is that spiritual friend or is that something else? In this particular context, it was as a spiritual friend. Uh, and, that, and that was uh, an out of the ordinary uh, match uh, that was done because the friendship had already developed between Danielle, myself and her husband. Uh, so we we try to honor the male female matches there for spiritual friends. This one was unique in that regard, um, but yeah, it was in it was in that spiritual friend context within the loving your neighbor program. So for those interested in becoming a spiritual friend, then this it's not a twenty four seven obligation. Then. No. Okay. In fact, I would add uh, one of the things that we've learned 
in uh, the spiritual friend component of this of the loving your neighbor program is that both the neighbor and the and the spiritual friend the volunteer need to understand when the relationship is initiated that there's a we we offer we ask them to commit six weeks to this relationship and then after that six six week time period then right now it'll be someone on staff it'll be me to say hey individually how's it going with so-and-so went in with the other person and I'm going to get either a thumbs up sideways eh, it's okay or mm, no not a good fit and I and I say this to them together so that it's like oh okay then it it takes the pressure off Alan yes sir and then they can just relax and then let the organicness take over. Yeah, because I, I think pretty much anyone going through redemptive compassion, as you start to, I, I see everyone's value now. I believe that everyone has value. I need to invest relationally in somebody. And you think, I need to dedicate my life to somebody else, right? But the danger in that, if if I fully invest 24 hours a day in someone's life, there is no other room for other relationships in my life, right? I mean, I can't be fully committed to somebody else because my family's not going to be very happy with me and all of my current friends are going to be gone, right? At the same token, that is the case for the person that I'm investing relationally into, Right? If I give them 24 hours a day, I'm I'm now the only resource they have in their lives, right? Because if they're spending 24 hours a day with me, they don't have time for their friends and family either. And so uh, there's a danger in that because I can't be the only resource in their life. I'm not their savior. <laughs> I'm not anyone's savior. I can't save myself, right? Uh, so... I don't want to position myself. I don't want anyone else to position themselves as though they are the last resort. Jesus is the last resort, not me and not anybody else, just Jesus. And so if we position ourselves as the last resort, we're cutting out that, that potential relationship, the most important relationship between a person and, and Jesus. This is, it's a really, it's a very good topic and it's one that we, we will definitely cycle back through as we go touch on the, the, the remaining uh, core values. Now, this is why people sign up for eight weeks of redemptive passion. To, to hear you? They can be part of this. No, no, I don't speak for two hours. Okay. <laughs> you no. speak for 24 yeah. hours. Yeah. I, I speak for a fraction of the two hours. And I listen for a whole lot more than I speak. All right. Ticket sales just went way up. Yeah. I'm kidding. They did. (laughs) Uh, We have too much fun. Thank you for listening to Community Connections. We really hope this conversation was helpful to you. As always, our website, along with any links we spoke about in today's episode, are located in the show notes below. And we hope you have a great week.